Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Here we go, straight out of Vegas. You heard it, Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. And tonight in the Wise Guy chair, Brad Powers, college football specialist. Steve, we've got a lot of action. we got a little recapping. We've got previews, best bets. Let's do it. Vegas lead. Are we on the beginning parts of college football playoff Armageddon? Started today, I think. I hope. Miami loses to Pittsburgh outright. Laying 12 and a half, 24 to 14. Maybe this gets crazy on Saturday. I'll tell you, I think this adds clarity, right? Because one of the big questions was if Miami would have won today and then lost in the title game against Clemson, then the debate could be, huh, a two-loss Ohio State against a one-loss Miami that had just lost in the title game. Now I think it's pure clarity. I see no situation, Brad, that the winner of the ACC title doesn't make it, and I see no situation that the loser makes it. To me, that game has given us clarity. It does. And the winner of the ACC championship game next weekend will be in the college football playoff. Unless maybe we have a scenario where Clemson loses to South Carolina tomorrow on Saturday. But I, I still think the winner next week's in. Nothing. Well, well, no hold Armageddon on, hold for on. me. You don't think if Clemson loses and then wins, they're in with three losses? No, they'd only have uh, oh, oh, two. You they'd think have they'd two. Be, you think they'd be in with two at that point? No. Don't be crazy. Please. Well, who who are you gonna put in? You gonna that's gonna be them against you know maybe an Ohio State? Or are they both in? Uh, a lot to factor in. But the main thing is no Armageddon today with Miami losing. I agree with RJ. Clarity. So is there no Armageddon because they set it up this way? Because they put both Miami and Clemson in. 
Because I, I don't I don't believe from a power ranking standpoint that that's accurate. That Miami beating Clemson doesn't mean the Canes should be automatically in. Well, but here's the thing, and, and I think it's very important for us to understand this because with our main priority in Straight Out of Vegas being helping preview and finding actionable information for the batters is what Brad is trying to do with his power ratings, for example, is he's attempting to say who is the better team. One is better than two, two is better than three, et cetera, as of today. right? Injury happens on a Wednesday, power rating changes Wednesday night, that kind of mentality. What the committee is trying to do is say who has had a better season. If we look at the season as an accomplishment or an, an aggregation of multiple accomplishments, who's had the better season? That isn't all. Now, in a short season, usually how good you are now uh, and how good you've been across the season is going to be very similar, but they're not the same thing. Right. So to me, I think the one loss champion of the ACC is in, right? And if it's Miami or not. That said, let's agree with the following. Most of us thought if Miami had won today and lost in the title game, they would have still had one loss. Most of us thought they would have been out, let's say, over an Ohio State team that wins out with two losses because of that lack of strong wins. So I think that in some ways, Wisconsin, Brad, you've been preaching, and we'll be talking about that game, you've been preaching, oh, look, yeah, it's great they're not losing Wisconsin, but who have they beaten? And my point is the fact they haven't, and now Michigan obviously is a, a pretty good win, is the fact that Wisconsin has a weaker record or, or uh, weaker wins than a lot of teams is why no one's thinking a one-loss Wisconsin can get in. So I do think in some scenarios you can get away with a bad schedule, but I also think in many scenarios that bad schedule will bite you in the butt. I still believe... From a power ranking standpoint, I know that's not the way it works, that Penn State and Ohio State would deserve to get a look before Miami. I, I would say You've right, never had Miami above eight, right? I have not. They would not be in my current top eight. And obviously with today's loss, they they would not be in my top ten. So that that's the difference. And RJ put it clear. I I'm not looking for, you know, what the best resume is. I'm just looking, you know, on a neutral field. This is this is the better team than team A than team B. Now here's the thing. We can sit and, and grouse about this, complain <laughs> with our big bellies full of turkey leftovers. But let's think back. And, I, you know, we've got some 40 year olds here. I mean, BYU won the title. What was that, 83? Am I remembering? 84. 84. And I, I don't remember. Like, I, my power ratings weren't super sharp when I was 14. <laughs> but I, my gut feeling is that wasn't a top 10 team. You know, like if you would just say, okay, let's play a, a million games. They beat a 6-5 and five Michigan team in the Holiday Bowl? Well, that's did. pretty good memory there. Yeah. I, was, and, I, I kind of followed Nebraska when I was a kid for some reason. And, I was a front runner then until I learned to follow losing teams. So so in a way, and, and, and thinking back even to the BCS is the year there was three undefeated teams. In Auburn. I mean, to think about this now is, is crazy. There was an undefeated SEC team. Auburn, and then it was, if I remember correctly, USC and Oklahoma made it. And after you know Oklahoma looked so bad in that title game, it it seemed pretty clear Auburn was probably the better team that year. So yeah, until you get to six, even at eight, you're going to say nine because like a Penn State, I'm not exactly sure, but if they win out, where are they going to end up in in the in the committees? 
in that eight nine range, probably yep. right. So I think you're right, Steve. I think it's possible Penn State's the best team in the country, or at least I think it's possible they could win three games, right? If it was an eight team playoff. So at sixteen, sixteen and seventeen wouldn't matter, right? The odds of seventeen winning would be slim. I think eight and nine could still matter, but to me, four is perfect, right? Because these games, I want a good team left out, right? That I want a team in a weird way. If I'm them. I lament that, right? If you're a fan of that team, but the idea that we're always going to have four good ones and maybe there's a good one that doesn't even get in. So let's finish on Miami. Looking ahead, if Clemson beats South Carolina, what happens in this ACC title game? Oh, Clemson now is going to be a clear full touchdown favorite, at least in that game. And let's look at Miami. Look, I've been screaming that they've been overrated. They got up for two big primetime performances against Notre Dame and Virginia Tech, both at home. What have they proven on the road? This was only their second road game in the last seven weeks. Their best road win might be at Florida State, a fortunate win in the last second. I question how good Miami is, period, especially away from home. You get them away from uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Now, here's a good time to start talking about this concept. A neutral field game, is it more home or is it more road? I think in each sport, in college basketball being the other sport, that that this is you know in many tournaments it's applicable obviously not only holiday tournaments uh, early season tournaments and then postseason for sure is in my experience I would say and I'm just going now off the top of my head it's 75 percent road like if I'm trying to blend is how good is this team on the road how good is this team at home now they're playing a neutral game I'm gonna wait those away games a little bit more you agree with that. Absolutely. Also, location, proximity. Uh, this one's going to be played in Charlotte, North Carolina. A lot more Clemson fans in the stands than Miami fans. Like all Clemson fans. Yes. There ain't going to be a lot of Miami fans there. Uh, some of the other big games today, before we get into the big Saturday games, a what-the-blank final was actually 14-14 at one point, and then Nebraska just fell apart. And there's a storyline here. Iowa wins the game 56-14. We know Nebraska is on the verge of making a change at head coach. Absolutely. Uh, Nebraska in the second half gets outscored 42 to nothing. Saw a lot of quit from the players and saw officially going to be here in the next day or two, the end of the Mike Riley era for Nebraska. Now, very actionable here. We've talked about Iowa and Kirk Ferentz and motivation. So what happens, you know, next round of games here or game in the bowl season? What Iowa team shows up? Well, the assumption is, and this is something we uncovered live on the air, how the sausage was made that night was obvious, is we weren't sure how to assess Iowa after that Ohio State domination. Uh, One of the more surprising, and we were talking about this on the Dream Preview, and by the way, if you like this kind of deep dive, go to at RJ in Vegas, my Twitter, and tomorrow morning I'll be tweeting out early the link for the Dream Preview, which is about 90-minute deep dive, and we did all the Saturday games first so you don't have to mess with anything else. And we were discussing the idea of, uh, I, I guess, it, to me, with with Iowa, was that perhaps the best win of the season? If we just said, and Steve, you're sitting in the square chair, but I want that kind of talk radio perspective, what was the most impressive win this season of any team? Uh, if you're comparing it to the Vegas spread, they covered by 50-plus points. <laughs> they exceeded expectations more than any other team in any game this I- Iowa year. against Ohio State. Yes. But I would say if Iowa were in the conversation to make the playoffs, wouldn't that win against the Buckeyes? If we were saying, let's stack, if we were in the room, the committee room, let's stack it by best win. 
Now, the listen, if you are favored by 20 and you win by 80, you might say 60 points again, but no one's going to think that's the best win. Is there a, you know, we all agree Buckeyes are a top five team power ratings wise, right? You got them third right now, yes. right, Brian? Is the idea of dominating, has anyone dominated a top five team like Iowa dominated Ohio State this year? Uh, Auburn over Georgia would be the only one that's close. All right, so one of the two biggest wins of the yep. year. So to me, I think it's a situation where Iowa, what we uncovered was when they have super competitive games, they tend to play up. And when they have games they could potentially let down, they tend to let down more than they should. And my thought would be, Steve, that in a bowl game, doesn't matter what bowl game it is, for Iowa, they're going to be motivated. You would think. You would think. All right, we got the biggest TV games on Saturday on the way. Bama is taking on Auburn. We're going to get a like from Brad Powers. It's coming up next, straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Straight out of Vegas. Fox Sports Radio coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Steve Cofield alongside RJ Bell. And in the wise guy chair, Brad Powers. You know, Steve was looking at his sheet of paper right there. And when you paused on me, I didn't know that if you had to read the name, it's <laughs> RJ Bell. <laughs> if Looney was here, he'd be hitting his little ring. Every time he says my name, he hits a little ringer. <laughs> RJ Bell. There it is. Oh. There it is. I like it. Hey, I before like we get it. to the big uh, TV games on Saturday, Bama, Auburn here in a couple of minutes. One thing, Steve, I want yep. to make an interesting point. We had someone on Twitter say, hey, Cofield, you guys going to be live tonight. Here's the answer you give. I know you are in the square chair. Mm -hmm. Is is there anything to bet tomorrow? And when they say yes, hey, then we're going to be live. I just showed respect and said, yes, sir. No, but that's what I'm saying is unless there's nothing to bet the next day, we're there. Yes. There's always something to play. So Hot today, dog eating contest. I'm totally in. Every year. It's my, one of my favorite events. Give me over under, head to head, matchups. Central Florida, South Florida. Good game. Exciting game. A great game. I would Best argue, of the year? I would say the most exciting game of the year. We haven't had too many of them this year. Look at this guy. Uh, from an actionable standpoint. Hold on. Hold on. What's the most exciting game of the year? Did you you didn't watch it? Did you? Oh, okay. It, it, it was uh, a very sorry. good year. Yeah. A very good game. Okay, we're yeah. talking about a game today. Yeah, Central yes. Florida, South Florida. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm UCF sorry. UCF with the unbeaten record on the line. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking major bowl implications. The winner gets to the American Athletic Championship game. Central Florida's in the top fifteen, unbeaten. 49-42 final. Three touchdowns in the final two minutes. Twelve hundred yards of offense. Exciting game. Actionable moving forward though. Central Florida, no chance. For Why the is that? How come we used to make a big case about a group of five teams getting in with an unbeaten season, the little guys getting cheated? This year, nothing? But here's the thing, and I get it, you're you're from the talk radio culture. Is if they were in and the opening so they'd be four, let's say, right? And Alabama, let's assume, is one, though they have to obviously, and we'll be getting that game in a minute. What's the line? Neutral field, Bama hosting Central Florida. 18, at least. Now, what would you be saying then, Mr. Talk Radio guy? What's the line, Alabama, are you Miami? Avoid, are you avoiding the no, question? No, I want to hear the line, Alabama, Miami, if Miami's four. Uh, you know, Alabama, probably nine or ten at this point. That's it? And maybe even more. Well, I mean, coming in today, so I would say maybe even 11 at this point. 
Very different, 11 and and It is. I thought it would be closer to 13 or 14. Could be, because, I mean, you look at it, I think one thing we're seeing is the public is not afraid to bet these favorites, because when we get to the Ohio State-Michigan line, uh, Brad, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's four or five points higher than you thought it might be. Absolutely, it is. And and we see this every single year. And Steve Fezzik, who's on the show tomorrow, the NFL expert, has mentioned this a lot at the end of the year that the odds makers are already setting the lines, anticipating the public action to begin with. So they're already maybe a point higher. And then the public continues to bet them. Alabama, Auburn. There are fives out there. The Crimson Tide are favored on the road. I like Auburn in this matchup. And look, I think Alabama's probably slightly overrated because to me, they haven't really played anyone of significance away from home. No top 10 teams, maybe the strongest power-rated team they played so far. LSU, they get outgained at home in that one. And I think there is a major issue on their defensive side of the ball. The cluster injuries at linebacker. And here's going through their schedule. First eight games, seven of their eight opponents couldn't even get 90 yards rushing. Last three games with those cluster injuries at linebacker, you got Mississippi State running for over 170 yards. LSU running for over 150 yards, and hell, even Mercer's running for over 100 yards on that Alabama defense. What does Auburn do best? Run the football. They'll have success against Crimson Tide. You know, I've been changing my mind on this. Not this game so much, but if Bama loses. All right, so let's think of the scenario. Bama loses, winner of the uh, SEC's in. It doesn't matter if it's Auburn or Georgia. Winner of the ACC is in. Now the question becomes, if the Buckeyes win out, for example, and let's say Oklahoma wins out, all right? So I think Oklahoma's in. So would a two-loss Ohio State or that just won the Big Ten title or a one-loss Alabama that didn't even make their championship game, who gets in? I think Alabama gets in. Who should get in? Alabama. All right, so what is Alabama's best win in this hypothetical? In this hypothetical, a home game against LSU. Okay, and what's their second best win? A road game against Mississippi State. Okay, and in this hypothetical, we would have beating an undefeated Wisconsin team, beating Penn State, beating Michigan, and beating Michigan State. So who's better right now, Michigan State or Mississippi State? Yeah. Mississippi State's better. By how much? Probably six points with a well, healthy not, co- with a healthy quarterback. Not right now, yeah. Well, not right now. I mean, but I mean, the Alabama but playing Mississippi State one hundred percent because this is what's fascinating. And and just to finish that point, then I want to bring up something Joel Klatt said on the herd, and we'll have some Joel Klatt fascinating on Oklahoma actually here in a little bit. But what Klatt was saying on the herd is that there is a strong unfair bias against West Coast East or West of the Mississippi, West of the Mississippi teams, and that they're making a Mississippi State the highest ranked three loss team because it makes, you know, the Auburns and the and specifically Auburn and Alabama just look better. Oh look, Mississippi State is X in the rankings, thus that second win is pretty good. Now I respect what you're saying is okay, they'd be favored clearly over Michigan State. What would Michigan and Mississippi State be. Michigan wouldn't be favored over Mississippi right. State. So you're saying <laughs> in this hypothetical, Ohio State's third best win would be better than Bama's second best win. In that hypothetical, absolutely right. But somehow you think Alabama should get in. 
Alabama would still, in my bar ratings, be favored on a neutral. But you know that's not the system. I know. The system is who has had better accomplishments this year. How do you make the case that Bama had a better accomplishment in aggregate with their games this year? To me, it's going to depend on how close the loss is to Auburn. If it's uh, you know a field goal on the road against a top five, top six caliber team, that's different. I mean, Ohio State's got the 31-point loss at Iowa. If they get blown out and that's their last imaging, their last uh, long-lasting look, then RG might have a case. Biggest bet early game, noon start. Ohio State is 12 at Michigan, and maybe the biggest factor in this game is a freshman quarterback? Yeah, the the health of Brandon Peters. Uh, Michigan's offense finally took off to a certain extent three straight games when he was inserted in a lineup at quarterback. He gives them a semblance of a passing attack. But what happened last week? They're up 10-7. He gets hurt. They get outscored 17-0 at the end of the game. Brandon Peters doesn't play for Michigan. Wolverines could be in trouble. But with that being said, Pure power rating for me. I like the Wolverines here. I think this line is inflated. You know, I, I have Ohio State maybe nine or ten max. The fact that they're eleven and a half or twelve points in a big rivalry game against a really good defense. Give me the Wolverines. All right. So, what is the current status of the Michigan quarterback in concussion protocol? Questionable. All right. So, if you had to guess, what's your gut feeling? Gut feeling is he's not going to play. All right. And what is the downgrade if he doesn't play in points? Uh, I'd say I gave it a two and a half point downgrade. Looks like the market four and a half. Well, you're just assuming that your power ratings were the North Star of the universe. <laughs> and somehow now that the quarterback is out, well, maybe it's a premium on the Buckeyes, too. Let me say half of it. You know, as far as comparing my power ratings to last week's lines involving Ohio State, Michigan, they were only a point off in each case. So that's where I, I see a little bit of the difference. All right. So here's what I'm going to say. I believe the clarity, as we talked about at the top of the show with Miami's loss Makes it again. I'm going to pose this question because it gets uh, seemingly 60% of the college football world enraged is, okay, Bama wins out in this hypothetical. And the Miami-Clemson winner is in. Now, before there was a thought, oh, wait, if Miami loses, maybe that one lost Miami team in, let's say, the title game against Clemson, if they had beaten Pitt or beat Pitt, is a situation where maybe a one-loss Miami team gets in over a two-loss Buckeye team, that's over now, right? No way a two-loss Miami that just loses in the title game is going to get in, or Clemson. So what is the scenario? The only teams now that could jump the Buckeyes, and I'm not sure jumps the right way because they still have to jump Notre Dame, which is inevitable if they beat Michigan and Wisconsin, uh, because for Notre Dame, they just can't match those wins. What's the scenario that one, the Buckeyes don't get in, but even if we're saying, oh, the 1% chance, blah, 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 that a two-loss team, like who's the one-loss team that would get in over the best two-loss team, which in theory would only be Ohio State, Notre Dame, and uh, USC, right, are the three possibilities. There is no chance. If Alabama wins out and Ohio State wins out, the Buckeyes are in, 100%. And if the Buckeyes don't, beat Wisconsin. All right, so, oh, here's the scenario. If if Ohio State loses to Michigan, beats Wisconsin, which isn't that crazy, I know. and Bama wins out, then probably USC's in if they win the Big 12. If they win they're the, pa- ju- yeah, the Pac-12? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, the Pac-12. They're going to jump Notre Dame, you got to think. But now, wow, that'd be fascinating, wouldn't it? I, I don't know if they would. So uh, then Notre Dame's in. Possibly. Well, who else would it be? 
So yeah. let's let's go through it one more time quickly. Ohio State loses to Michigan. Very unlikely, in my opinion. Extremely <laughs> unlikely. O H I O. Okay. Now, <laughs> but then they beat Wisconsin. All right. So Wisconsin's not in with one loss. We know that. Buckeyes aren't in with three. So now it's a one-loss Miami that is back in the conversation in this hypothetical of Clemson beat, or is it a two-loss Clemson that's in? Notre Dame, USC. Who else is in the conversation? No one is. And I would think the overriding factor would have to be Notre Dame winning by 35 points against USC. We got the uh, biggest bet late games on the way, but a crazy college basketball game just went final, and Ralph Irvin's got the latest. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. And yeah, it was a wild one in Portland as number seven Florida finished off finally number 17 Gonzaga. 111-105. It took two overtimes to solve this matchup of top 20 teams. Earlier in the day, number 18 Purdue gave number two Arizona their third loss in as many days. 89 to 64. Other upset winners, Arizona State over number 15 Xavier and Washington State over number 21 St. Mary's. On the college football scoreboard, Pittsburgh was the shocking winner over number two Miami, 24 to 14. Number 12 TCU took out Baylor, 45 22. And number 15 UCF was 42, 49 42 better than South Florida. Number 25 Virginia Tech, they owned Virginia, 10 nothing was the final there. Arkansas fired their head football coach, Brett Bielma. That after the Razorbacks lost to Missouri, 48 to 45. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. On the NBA scoreboard, LeBron James with the triple-double. Cleveland beat Charlotte 100-99. The Hawks won just their fourth game of the season, 116-104 over the Knicks. Boston took out Orlando 118-103. A big night for Kyrie Irving there. Steph Curry also 26 points in the second quarter, 33 for the night as the Warriors crush Chicago, 143-94. to Back to you. Hey, Ralph. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. And the Wise Guy Chair, we got Brad Powers tonight. You know, guys, check this out. Title odds. I'm going to run it down quick. I tweeted this out at RJ in Vegas. Alabama plus 120. Right? So the market is saying if they're in plus 120, you know, almost even money to win those two games, even though they'd be clear favorites in both. Um, the market is pretty much saying Bama's in, though. Again, that one loss, I'm not sure if they lose this week, especially like you said, Brad, by any margin. Oklahoma five to one, Clemson eight to one, Auburn ten to one. They control their own destiny. Miami of Florida, and this was before the loss today, ten to one, Wisconsin thirteen to one. But here's what's interesting. We were talking about the hypothetical Michigan beats the Buckeyes. Buckeyes beat Wisconsin. Bama wins out. At that point, if you look at the long shots, TCU 135 to 1, USC 135 to 1, Notre Dame 225 to 1. So what would TCU, if TCU beat Oklahoma, then in theory, Oklahoma's out. Could there be two teams from the Big 12? Wow. Yeah, there could be because they'd ha- they'd be one to one against one another. So th- my question is, don't don't we put down ten bucks on USC and Notre Dame, figuring some one of those two makes it? And obviously, if you get a one thirty five to one or or one thirty five to one, or for Notre Dame two twenty five to one, if they just make it, you can start hedging out and have a huge profit. 
no matter if they win any of those games or not. I, so that might be I worth a couple. Of I tell you this: matches. here's a little actionable <laughs> consideration. If Buckeyes get down 14, and again, I'm not. Some of these books aren't going to be sharp enough to you know to to see. Oh, if the Buckeyes lose here, it really opens the door up for USC or Notre Dame. If you can get down on USC and Notre Dame at these jumbo numbers, if the Buckeyes look bad tomorrow, I think it's a yum yum. Well, let's get into the Irish. They're uh, at Stanford. It's one of the big bet games late, minus three, and there's questions on both sides. We know both teams want to run the ball, but who's going to run the ball? Well, it depends on the health status of Bryce Love for Stanford overall. I would argue maybe the most valuable non-offensive player in all of college football. You mean non-quarterback? Non-quarterback, thank you. Uh, and we've seen a game with they almost lose to a terrible Oregon State team that he can't play. The question is, will they? even if he's ready to go, will they want to play him? The more important game, if Stanford gets to the Pac-12 title game, is next week, not necessarily this game against Notre Dame. On the flip side, my biggest question for Notre Dame is, they cannot win a big game on the road. They are 0-8 straight up the last eight times they faced a top-20 ranked team on the road. And on the flip side, what does Stanford do well? In the home underdog role, which they are in this case, 8-0 against the number, seven outright upsets. Give me the Cardinal plus the points. Lean or like? Like the Cardinal here. And that's what we do, guys. If there's a smidge of a, a half a point this way, it's a lean. We want to give it to you because it's a big game. A like is a clear preference and the likelihood Brad's going to bet it. Another uh, big bet game late, 8 o'clock Eastern start. Washington State at Washington. Wazoo getting 10.5. We have a coaching mismatch here. Peterson over Leach. No, the last four years say so. Washington's won the last four by double digits. How about the last two? 90 to 27 combined score. He might have, <laughs> I would say, definitely if they win this game, he definitely has a Leach figured out. But here's where I like Washington State in this matchup. Let me jump in real quick. Is when you have, and we've been talking about the option a good bit, is when a team runs the option, you got to look at the de defense of the opponent and say, how familiar are they with the option? How much time do they have to prepare for it? And that is a huge driver and very impactful to the way these games turn out. Is Leach's offense is quirky in the same way. Obviously not the same way as in a running offense, but it's an extremely quirky offense. Agreed? Yes. All right. So it seems like having a coach who has a history of being able to stop and exploit that quirky offense is much. When I see a team that in two years has had, you know, two dominating games against the team, I'm going to shrug and say, you know, I'm going to dig in and look at turnovers and wonder about it. But to me, when you have like this team does this and no other team in the country does exactly this and like Washington State and thus and here is someone that's played him the last two years that's just completely dominated that unique thing. Is, is this one of the bigger kind of let's look at the matchups, see an extreme result and think it matters this week more than any one of the handful of biggest of those situations this entire season. Now I would if they come through with a lot of success, that would rubber stamp it with me. Let me I'm glad but you brought this up. Two years of total domination isn't enough against a quirky offense. And here's why. Because Washington, what did they lose in the NFL draft? Three second round draft choices from their secondary. So it could have been they had really good personnel to defend that offense. Check out the big brain on Brad. So your point is it might not be scheme, it was the players they had specifically D-backs, which you need an abundance of, and now 
D-backs is what Washington doesn't have. That that will be the answer that is definitely uh, answered here with this game. That's not much of a handicap. Is well, if they start, let's get it straight. Well, if they yeah. stop them, then I think they're good. <laughs> if they don't, they're not. Well, so what, what leader like? I'm leaning with Washington State. Here's what Washington I do, State. Washington so you don't, State. So you don't think those Washington D backs that replace these NFL guys are going to be able to repeat what they've done the last two years against Leach? They haven't done it against the rest of their competition so far this season. And here's another thing that I do know for a fact about this game. I like the situational spot for Washington State. Off of by prepping for this one, Washington off back-to-back to the wire games against Stanford and Utah. It's straight out of Vegas, Steve Cofield, RJ Bell. Brad Powers in the Wise Guys chairs. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part? Figuring out which way is easier. Pros versus Joes. We've got two games. Game number one is Clemson laying 13 and a half at South Carolina. And to me, this Clemson team, I just wonder. I keep going back to one of our first shows, and they were like 35 to 1 to win the title. And it was like, oh, look, they're maybe better than we think. And this quarterback's better than we think. You know, Maybe we just jumped the gun there. So I, I just wonder what's your thoughts on how just uh, where's Clemson in your let's start there. Where's Clemson in your power rating? They're number five and they entered the year number five. I was higher on Clemson than the rest of the market coming into the season, but I haven't done anything on power rating. Their power rating is basically exactly the same since the start of the year. And and this was a team you might have been higher uh, uh than than others, but you didn't have them as a likely playoff team. Did not. Too many questions at quarterback. I'll tell you this. I'm looking ahead here, but I think whoever wins that Miami-Clemson game, especially if it's Clemson. Now, I know Sweeney has a great record in these big bowl games, but I'm going to be looking to fade that, that ACC winner in the playoffs. I think that's good, actionable advice. 53% of the tickets on Clemson in this one. 60% of the money is on South Carolina. I've got a pick on this one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. Uh-oh. Hold on a second. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm, I'm taking South Carolina. So where? Oh, what side am I on? Oh, look at this. Am I out of the square chair for this game? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 here's the thing. When you read from our notes that one side's sharp and you say I'm playing that side, doesn't make you sharp. No, I really I am I have not been impressed with Clemson. Recently, I don't think they're a great offensive team. They struggled to get by you know, a bunch of these teams recently. The Florida State game was not easy at all. And to me, the motivation is on the side of South Carolina here. I know Clemson has a lot at stake. South Carolina is going to come in fired up. You know, they're the little brother now. I, I love this one. Yeah, and why are they fired up? Well, last year, Clemson embarrassed them 56-7. to And that they're not thinking 56-7 to just this week. They've been thinking 56-7 to all offseason. South Carolina getting two touchdowns at home. I definitely agree with you. I like the Gamecocks a lot. We're taking off the rubber band for this one. Ooh. Right. Hey, listen. I, I feel good. I agree with you. I think motivationally, uh, South Carolina, they've got good players, right? I mean, that's always the question is uh, there's basic motivation. Uh, you know, it's the old spinal tap going to 11, but you got to figure you're going to get an 11 from South Carolina. Pros versus Joe's two is Texas A&M at LSU. The Aggies plus 10, 53% of the tickets are on LSU. 74% of the money is on AM. But clearly, the story here is the nonsense that's going on 
uh, during the week where Kevin Sumlin is rumored to be out, and that's news before the game. Yeah, and we just talked about the Washington-Washington State a game, a team having a specific you know, opponent figured out. LSU has A&M figured out. You look at the last five years, 5-0 and straight up, 5-0 and against the spread, and now that the numbers come down to 10, I lean with the LSU Tigers minus the 10, taking advantage of the distractions around the A&M program. Rapid fire to public pounder. Georgia still with a lot to play for. 11 at Georgia Tech. At, 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 at. Everything's at this week. That's why it's going to be, it's going to get crazy on Saturday. I'm telling you. And I'm like, on the road. I thought Aflac started becoming a sponsor <laughs> there for a second. You were going after I'm, the gig. I'm so fired up about these road games. And, and I lean with the home team in that regard. Georgia Tech plus the double digits. All right, another public pounder on the way. We'll uh, talk Michigan State with some motivation. That's coming up next. Straight out of Vegas, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Rapid fire time on College Football Saturday, and Brad Power's best bet is on the way. But we want to give Steve Cofield a little credit. He is in the square chair, and let's be candid, no chance to get out of it. Because it's all relative. <laughs> five five years behind the counter as a ticket writer. I mean, sharper than probably 98% of the country, would you say, Brad? Yeah, 98.5 maybe. But, but in this room, square chair. <laughs> yes. But, <laughs> but he made a very good point about South Carolina's home field. Especially when they're motivated in playing a big opponent at night. Four and a half points of home field advantage for South Carolina in this instance. Michigan State is on the road at Rutgers. The line has started to move past the, one of the key numbers of 14. It's 14 and a half now. Spartans favored on the road. Yeah, and I'll tell you why you don't want to lay points with Michigan State, especially more than, than 14, is they, they can't cover on the road. How about last three years? 0-8 against the spread as a road favorite. Now that it's crossed through a key 14 number, give me your Rutgers, Scarlet Knights, plus the points. Let's hit some storylines. Uh, two of the most disappointing teams in the country. One still has their coach. The other one has an interim. It's Florida State 5 at Florida. And, and that's you hit the nail on the head. That's why I lean with Florida State. They have coaching stability with Jimbo Fisher there. Florida has no idea. All these distractions, all these injuries. Give me the Seminoles minus the points. How many covers has Florida State had this year? Zero. And on a technicality, didn't get one last week because the game was shortened. Oh, so the game. Oh, that I remember that. Okay. <laughs> wow. So you just can't win with Florida State. No, you cannot. And you like... Lean, not like. Lean, Florida State. Feels like the Browns of college football. A little better. A little better history. Uh, next storyline. Thanks West, for bringing that up. I know. West Virginia, uh, 22 and a half dogs at Oklahoma. No Baker Mayfield early. I'm a big fan, and guys, consider this. The experts of experts, that those next level guys, guys, quite frankly, you hear on shows like Clay Travis, on The Herd, on Gottlieb, right here on Fox Sports Radio, they don't know gambling, but man, do they know football. And Joel Klatt said a few things on the herd this week I thought were very, very insightful. And Oklahoma has more quality wins than anybody in the country, uh, certainly anybody in the top 10. They also have the Heisman prohibitive favorite and the number one offense in the country. So that's why I put Oklahoma up there. There's no offense that's going to sit there and go toe-to-toe with Oklahoma, even with Oklahoma's poor defense. I know they're not great. They're getting better in the back end of the season, but there's no offense in the country that can keep up with Baker Mayfield. Here's my question, Brad. This is a true expert saying Oklahoma is the best team in the country. And I'm not sure I agree, 
But I love the idea of us thinking about things and disrupting a little bit, shaking up our thinking because it's Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. And then if Auburn wins out, well, they're the number one team. Is why do you quickly disagree with Joel Clyde? Why isn't Oklahoma the best team in the country? Because they have an average defense, in my opinion. And the di- and the distance that best offense is from the other competitors for the national title doesn't make up for it. It does not at all. Best bet time from Brad Powers. Temple's laying three and a half against Tulsa. This is the same Temple team that just got crushed by Central Florida. And you know when Brad gives the best bet, it's not just words. It means he's betting the game big himself. What are you doing? Why this guy don't carry his money in a wallet? Hey, why this guy carries money in a roll? And you mentioned crushed. Maybe on the final scoreboard losing 45-19, to 19, but if you deep dive into that Temple-Central Florida game last week, very misleading. That's why I like Temple minus the three and a half. In that game, they're minus five turnovers, outgain an unbeaten Central Florida team. Central Florida scores 17 points on 20 yards of total offense. Temple, in that in this instance, needs to win. They're five and six, so it's going to be very important for them to just to get the win, to get the bowl eligibility. On the flip side, Tulsa just playing out the season, one of the most disappointing teams in the country, two and nine. And oh yeah, by the way, quarterback injury concerns. Their quarterback is questionable here, so a little bit of free roll doesn't play. We're going to get significant line value here. And if you notice, with many of Brad's best bets, it's not the biggest games. If you go to pregame.com and... If you look at the very best bets from our pros, oftentimes they're not the biggest game. So we go over them here because it's what most people want to bet. But if you're looking to max your chance of winning, looking at some of these other games gives you, I think, oftentimes a better chance. I got to squeeze one more in and see where I sit in the square chair. Wisconsin, 17 and a half at Minnesota. I like many. I'll take the points. At 17 and a half? All right, I'll lean Minnesota at 17.5. Could be looking ahead in the second half to the Big Ten championship That's the key. It's a look-ahead spot, and I think P.J. Fleck is one of those guys in these rivalry spots because he's a freaking lunatic. By the way, he just got an extension to 2023. So he's going to be be jacked up. He's going to be jacked up for this game. I could see it. They'll try to row the boat. I thought he was going to try to crush me. No, it looks like he's kind (laughs) of just like he respects you you know, you're he doesn't out. want to rip you yeah, apart. Yeah, he respects you. It's almost like if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. Well, you can say it against good running teams that got annihilated. I'm taking a risk here. You are. <laughs> but I'm with at 17 and a half. It's crossed through a key number for me. I lean with the Gophers. We might have to cut his check by like 10. percent After his best bet, I think it, it took all the energy off. Uh, Jonas Knox is on the way. The Colin Pod. Yeah. Oh no, no Colin. Oh pod no, Colin Pod. That's he right. He had his vacation. Holiday. We got the dream preview. Yep. And tomorrow, big, big NFL stuff. I've got a couple really good picks. We'll see, we'll see you tomorrow right here, straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 